0: hello everybody thank you for tuning into the godcast i'm your host brandon howard and i'm your host isaiah watson and oh my gosh it is what the sixth episode of the godcast I'm i'm so excited for this episode we have a special guest named kaylin harris kaylin you want to introduce yourself
1: yeah hey guys i'm kaylin
0: yeah. yeah them, <laughs> what are your favorite three drinks? Three favorite drinks? Hmm, three of them? Yes.
1: All right. So I'd have to say probably my old faithful Starbucks order my um, French vanilla coffee from Starbucks. <laughs> and then I like my peace tea from literally any gas station. Peace tea is just the bomb. And yeah. then I'd have to say a cream soda.
0: Okay, okay. Isaiah and I don't have drinks today. Well, we do, they're just makeshift. I, I'm drinking air.
2: I'm drinking a piece of gum. So
0: yeah, it's not exactly ideal. But
2: I got mint flavor. It's okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mint flavor, mint flavor gum, and I have air flavored air. So all righty. So uh Kaylin, we gotta start out with a few would you rather questions just to kind of break the ice a little bit, and then we'll get into What we're gonna talk about for this podcast, but the first would you rather is would you rather see a the leviathan or would you rather see a dragon? If you don't know what the leviathan is, it's supposed to be like a dinosaur that's mentioned in the Bible, and then a dragon also.
1: Man, I'd probably have to say a dragon, just because like how cool would that be? You know, like in all the cartoons, you just you want to see a dragon.
2: Yeah, I would. I think Technically, I'm, the Leviathan was a dragon. Well, they think it's a dinosaur. Because, they think it could be a dragon or a dinosaur. But the word dinosaur wasn't created
0: till the 1800s. Neither was the word homosexual. We've What's got that some
1: deep theology going on here, really quickly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, all right, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I I've always kind of heard that the Leviathan is a dragon, but they do say it could be a. A dinosaur, but I think I mean, I
2: dragons gonna, were dinosaurs.
0: I want to go with the Leviathan because you I mean we know what a dragon is. That bothers me because it's like,
2: would you rather have a dragon or a dragon?
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, next one. I think this one's gonna be this one's gonna be a split decision. I think. Would you rather name the animals or would you rather build the ark? We're gonna we're gonna let Isaiah answer this one first. Uh I would build the ark. Mm, okay. What about you, Kalyn?
1: You know, I think I'd rather build the ark just because um, that's like obedience. You know.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you could you could name animals anything you wanted. I'm I'm going to name the animals. I want to name them like something super weird. Look at that skadoopity. <laughs> yeah, I like that. All right. Would you rather be in prison for two years or be swallowed by a whale? Mm. I mean, I'm assuming you get out of the whale
2: eventually. So, I'd rather be in a whale. I want to see what that looks like. I think I'd rather just be in prison. (laughs) I don't want to be inside of a whale's stomach.
1: But you know, Jonah survived.
2: Yeah, but you know how bad it probably smells in there? Like, biblical, though. If you were inside a whale, its acids would kill you, like, right away. It depends on but, where you're
1: know, at. Nothing's impossible with God.
0: Yes. It depends on where you're at in the whale, too.
2: Because I did, like, a research study oh, thing. Did you see those whales that, like, blow up because they get so much buildup, like, gas and stuff inside of them? Imagine you're in that whale during that time. You just explode with its organs. Ew. <laughs> Oof! Yeah, no, nah, that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
0: last one, and then we'll get into we'll we'll kind of. I'm gonna explain how I know Kaylin, and then we'll get into her testimony. I'm super excited for that. But this one's kind of a hard one. But uh, we're just gonna we're done. We're gonna we'll jump in. Watch Lazarus be raised from the dead, or eat with Jesus at the Last Supper. Hmm. Mm. That's a hard one. Now the thing is, if you I eat, would love
2: to eat with Jesus, but, would, but the circumstances, be sad.
0: the circumstances would be sad. So. Yeah, it would be depressing. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I'm gonna have to be real. I'm gonna say, watch Lazarus be raised from the dead. Me too. You know, I want to meet Jesus on a high note. Yeah, I don't know. You
1: know, I think it. I would take however it came. You know, I think I just want to eat with Jesus. Like he literally washed their feet. You know, that's like, true. That that'd be crazy.
0: I just, I, I wouldn't want the part where he's like, "I'm going to die."
2: Yeah, if that's the only part that I'm going to be, <laughs> I just met you and you're going to die.
0: <laughs> yeah, that would,
2: yeah, that would be terrible. I don't know. I, I think, I hope when we get to heaven, like,
0: this might be just a little bit wishful thinking, but you never know. Heaven's awesome. I, I hope that when we get to heaven, you can like rewatch history any part that you want the way you get to experience the big movie screen it's yeah. a huge movie screen middle middle of the throne room
1: yeah i God. agree with that i want i want to do that too
2: god's just God like brings in some popcorn yeah <laughs> the yeah he brings in oh, this is the part my son <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys remember sodom and gomorrah <laughs> but uh yeah okay so if uh, i i'm Yeah. I got to edit that part out. Um, so Kaylin, I'm, I'm so happy to have you on here. Um, so I actually met Kaylin at my old youth group, uh, at the time it was called six one two at Lima first, um, Mm -hmm. assemblies of God. And man, I love that youth group. I still love it. Uh, I love that church. Uh, I ended up leaving the church and leaving the youth group just for some, uh, belief differences and stuff like that. But the year before I left, we did this thing called fine arts and fine arts. I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you've heard of fine arts at least once. Um, It's all over America. Uh, It's really big in Ohio, especially with Ohio youth ministries. And basically what fine arts is though, is there's like, I think there's hundreds. They might've condensed it down a little bit, but when I was there, it seemed like there were hundreds of different categories where kids could explore their talents and and display them and get critiqued. Um, So like for me, I did two categories. I did a short sermon, which is a five-minute sermon that I was to give. And then pastors from all over the area would give me notes that I could take. And if you did well enough, you would get passed on to nationals, which the year that we did this, I believe it was my freshman year, the year that we did this was the uh, nationals was in Orlando. So I would have gotten to speak in Orlando. That'd been awesome. Um, But I also did a human video. And if you don't know what a human video is, it's basically just a dramatized uh, dancing kind of thing. You're kind of acting out with no props and none of that. You can't speak or anything like that. You just go um, with the music. But anyway, Kaylin was in my human video group and i had to pick her up i was a tree no yeah we were a tree together it was awesome um and yeah so th- that's how i got to new t- to know kaylin through youth group and through 612 um and obviously i haven't been at the youth group recently but i've been following kaylin on instagram and uh i believe facebook and i've seen tons of amazing spiritual growth from her she's a very strong christian woman. Um, and I, I love her dad's post. Uh, if you guys don't know who Jason Harris is, you guys should definitely look him up on social media. He he speaks, he spits some facts, man. But um, so, Kaylin, why don't you jump into kind of telling us your testimony? Just explain to us how you came to Christ, um, the struggles that you've had to deal with as a Christian, and just stuff like that.
1: Yeah, so... um. I grew up in a Christian family. My parents were saved as young adults. Um, They had started dating and eventually found their way to God. Neither of them grew up in Christian families. So it was kind of a miracle that they like found God together and um, decided that they were going to raise their kids to um, serve the Lord and to just teach them about God and um, just knew that that was one of their priorities that they wanted to have. Um, So, yeah, I've grown up all around church. I've been at church my entire life, so a little bit unique, but been really special, and um, I love my church, but there were um, a lot of just, like, there was a lot of time growing up where I wasn't, like, fully one way or fully the other. I was just kind of, um, I'd get really filled up on the weekends, but then school would kind of, like, tear me down, like, discourage me, and, you know, I'd get all Down in the dumps about things. And I never really got serious about my faith until around the eighth grade. But a lot happened um, leading up to that. So seventh grade was just like a really hard year for me. I had surgery on my ankle, um, which was like just crazy as a 12 year old. Like had surgery from sports. Um, I started to deal with some anxiety and depression, and my grandma had passed away the summer before. And it was really the first time that my family had faced some major difficulties um, altogether. We were just all not thriving out in life at that point. Um, But it kind of just brought me to the place where I realized that I had to make a decision and figure out what was important to me. Was it striving for people's approval and was it striving for people's attention and um, just acceptance of me? And I was searching for that in the world. Was it that or was it I'm going to obey God and live up to God's standards? Because honestly, my life was pretty easy before that. I had it pretty easy. Um, Life just was I was blessed and I am blessed. And um, I never really faced serious hardship until all of this happened all around the same time in the seventh grade. Then I'm like, God, like, why are you doing this to me? that I realized that, um, that was the moment where I like over time, it didn't happen in a single moment, but that was the time in my life where I had to decide that day who I was going to serve. And, um, so yeah, so all of that had happened. And that summer I went to a youth camp for my youth group and it was, like there were a ton of people there. It was just, I love this camp. It's amazing. I've gone pretty much every year I've been in school and it was just so different that year. I had realized that I didn't even want to be there. And that was like crazy for me because I looked forward to it every year. And I was just so like lost at my life that I didn't even understand, like, why is this happening? What, like, what is important to me? I didn't, know that because I was just so like, my priorities were so out of place. And so I went to this summer camp and it started off like so great. Halfway through the week, I realized that God was calling me to full-time ministry and I like was going to be pastor when I grew up. And that was just crazy for me because at that moment it wasn't just a calling but it was also a calling like it wasn't just a calling for my job but it was a calling that I knew I needed to be living to the standard that God had for me and I knew that there was like a certain um anointing that God had for me but I couldn't walk in that until I started being obedient to what God was saying to me and um my leader that year her name's Grace and she like Honestly, at the beginning of my calling, she kind of directed me in the right path. Because if any of you, any of you guys have like received a call to anything in your life, you know that it's kind of, it's great. But then after that, you're like, okay, what do I do now? Well, Grace helped me a lot in kind of knowing what direction God wanted me to go in. And in fact, (laughs) when I got called the night I got called, um, I went up to her and I was like, Grace, I think like God's calling me to preach. And she looked at me and she was like, yeah, he is. I already knew that. Like, <laughs> good job. You figured it out. And, um, it was just like crazy to me. Like God had shown that to her before he even, before he knew I was ready for that. And, um, I don't think I was ready until, it came to that point in the summer because when i had came there i realized that like i already knew that i needed to make a decision i was just waiting for god to show me you know a sign saying okay this is what i want you to do this is where i want you to go you need to be living on purpose for me instead of living um just in this place of wandering for the world so i got pretty serious and about god at that point and i came home and I told my mom that I wanted to move schools. I had gone to Bath at the time and we prayed about it. And I decided that I was going to go to Ada, which was crazy because like it's 20 minutes away from my house. So my dad had to drive me every day. And it was just like a crazy transition for me um, to do that. It was a step of faith. I always hated change, but I was I just knew that this was something God was calling me to and it was a lot better. I made friends. I like, and since then I was there for two years. And since then I've actually transitioned again and now I'm homeschooled. So in every step of the way, God has definitely, um, like leaded me, <laughs> leaded, led me and guided me to where he wants me to go. And although I don't like, I've had to push through a lot of things since then. Um, I will say that like God's faithfulness has never um, left me and his goodness has just always been all over my life. And although sometimes I still have to push through loneliness or depression or anxiety or whatever it may be, I know that that's just kind of building me up for what God has for me in the future.
0: Wow. I mean, God is never going to fail us. And that's that's why we we want as many people as we can to get come on here and and share their testimonies I mean no matter how good your life or no no matter how bad your life, we all need his his grace his mercy and his guidance and and all that and that's a very touching testimony and look where you're at now I mean he's still guiding you. Isaiah said it in our first episode um you know your testimony never really ends until you die. <laughs> I mean, it just keeps expanding, keeps growing. Um, but yeah. So, with that being said, you know, you've been a Christian all your life, and especially now, you're you're in high school, obviously, and um, you're about to be a senior, right? Next year.
1: No. So I'll be a junior next
0: year. Junior. So, um, you're getting into this stage of life where now you're you got to really start making decisions. Um, so how has that been for you? Like as a Christian trying to make a decision to, okay, I'm going to go into ministry. I'm going to live my, my life all in for God, like friends wise, how, how has that affected your relationships with people at, at school, outside of school and outside of church?
1: Yeah. So one thing that I'll say is living a life for God is sometimes lonely, but it's so rewarding and God does you give, does give you community that you need. And that honestly just sums it up for me. Um, sometimes it is lonely because I'm, um, I'm focused and I know what God has for me. And I know not specifically, but I know that he has good things for me. And I know that, um, his plans are not to harm me, but for me to prosper. So, um, keeping that in mind, it's, it's, hard sometimes because I'm human and we all are, but in the end, God gives you the people that you need and puts very intentional people in your life to surround you and uplift you when you need it the most. Um, and back in middle school, when I was kind of having my rough point of needing to decide who God was to me, um, I did have friends but I was just always striving for their acceptance of me. And I wanted them to like me. And I wanted them to just um, affirm me in everything that I did. But there was always that separation because I had um, a knowledge, whether I was following God or not at that time, I had a knowledge of who it And just always that separation. So, I think that being a very God focused young person is, um, it's isolating at times. There are going to be seasons that you go through that are not easy. They're not um, necessarily, you have a person at everywhere you look, but it kind of teaches us to have that greater dependence on who the Lord is. And in that time, when I've been the most lonely or the most like, feeling like who do i have in my life i know that i have god and that's all i need. and i do need people <laughs> don't do that
0: yeah we, but, um, all, we, we all need a community
1: supply we have yeah
0: so <clears throat> with that being said like i mean your your best friend is from your youth group correct
1: uh, yeah. So I have some really close friends at my youth group.
0: So like, that's an, that's a great example of just the community that God can provide for you, whether it's your church family, your youth group family, which is your church family, or even people online. Like I know Isaiah and I have mentioned it in previous episodes, but a lot of our friends we met through like Snapchat and other friends of friends and stuff like that. And, you know, we might not get to see them all the time, but having that community to kind of um you know, open up to express how you're feeling. It's a, it's a game changer. I mean, I know before I met Isaiah, I had very few Christian friends. I had my girlfriend who was a Christian and and that was about it. And I met Isaiah and then the group grow grows and just, man. Yeah. So community is so important for, for spiritual growth and the people that you surround yourself with and stuff like that. And, and you're right. Life can be lonely sometimes. Um, Cause you don't always have that Christian friend to, relate to you on certain things, but, um, yeah. So with all that being said, um, you know, of course you've, you've grown up in the church. Um, is there anything within the church as a whole, not just your church, but like as a whole that you feel, you know, is causing a divide? Like why, why do Christians seem so divided? I mean, what is one big thing that you notice um, that causes us to to um, not? I don't want to say hate each other, but rather um, we disagree with each other to the extent that we wouldn't even work with each other. Like, why do you? What is a an issue that you see?
1: Uh, yeah. So I think a lot of that's a good question first. And second, um, I think a lot of Christians have abandoned the first and greatest commandment, which is love your neighbor as yourself. And, um, that's just huge to me. Um, there's a lot of Christians in this world and some of them are on one side of the political spectrum and others are on the other complete opposite side of the political spectrum. But, we've allowed our emotions to get into literally everything and it has caused us to be a very divided church when God never said you know love the people that agree with you he never said love the people that are really easy to love and that are your type of person like he didn't just say love when it's easy we're supposed to love when maybe it's not so easy even if it's other Christians like um I just especially with social media, especially with the world that we live in today, our society, our culture is just very, it's very quick to um, come back and they like to type all these things on the internet, but it's like, what is that loving? Is that who God called you to be? Is that who um, Jesus was in the way that he spoke to people in the way that he treat in the miracles that he did even like we're never going to reach a lost nation if we're not united loving towards each other loving towards the people that hate us and hate jesus if we can't even be loving towards each other who you know we might have some slight differences we might have some major differences even but that's not an excuse to abandon the commandment of love one another as yourself
2: Mm.
0: Very profound, very profound. You sound just like your dad on Facebook. <laughs> um, Yeah, yeah. So, man, I totally agree. I think, you know, a lot of Christians, we just lose sight of of Jesus's whole message, you know, of, of our mission and, and just all of that. But thank you so much for coming on to the podcast, Caitlin. You have an amazing testimony. And I know for a fact, you're going to kill it in your future. I I know it. God's going to use you in some amazing ways and you're going to keep growing. You're going to keep learning just like me and Isaiah. And it's going to be great, it's going to be awesome. I cannot wait to see the growth um, that you go through. Um, And yeah, so we're going to end it here because we're having some connectivity issues. And then also we're using zoom. So we're running out of time. I didn't realize we are going to run out of time. It's never happened before, but um, thank you again, Kaylin. Uh Listen to all the listeners. If you guys want to subscribe to our Patreon, it'll be linked in our Facebook or Instagram. You can donate monthly or you can donate once and then cancel the, the subscription. The prices go from $3 to like 50. I'm pretty sure. And there's tons of different options. If you feel led to donate to our podcast. All the money goes towards feeding needy children, um, me and Isaiah. (laughs) Uh, And so, yeah, so the money, basically, it just helps us keep the podcast going and it helps us uh, produce it for free because we want everybody to listen to it for free. Um, So if you do subscribe to our Patreon, you don't really receive any special benefits um, because we believe that everybody deserves to hear biblical teaching and the gospel no matter if you pay or if you don't. So, uh, if you do feel led to donate, we really, really, really would appreciate that. Other than that, Isaiah, do you
2: have any closing thoughts? Um, i I don't really have any closing thoughts now. Um, I I did have a question for her, but it's like kind of irrelevant now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, maybe we can go. Maybe maybe we can go in for a part two. How about that?
2: yeah that sounds good okay yeah we appreciate you coming on and sharing your testimony
0: yeah so obviously this is going to be a series uh we're going to have multiple more people coming on to share their testimonies and it's called the power of your personal testimonies because everybody's testimony has some sort of power and can be a witness to someone um, else in their life or maybe one of you guys listening uh next episode is going to be about uh dating in high school, Kiara and I are going to get together. Kiara is my girlfriend. We've been dating for almost four years and we're going to talk about how we've made it through high school, how God has led us and some of the mistakes that we've made along the way in communication and stuff like that. Um, thank you again, Kaylin. Kaylin, would you like to say anything before we close out? Um,
1: yeah. So just thank you for listening and thank you for, um, supporting brandon and isaiah they're doing a great job um just sharing the word sharing the gospel in whatever way they can and you know just how you said that god has great plans for my life great god has great plans for your guys' lives too i'm just really thankful um for you guys and what god's doing in you guys and just keep doing what you're doing
0: appreciate that all right guys so we're gonna close it out we'll see you guys in episode six of godcast and yeah have a great night have a great night, Kaylin. And me and Isaiah are going to go play some NCAA 14.
1: See you guys.